Welcome to It's Our Turn. Welcome to It's Our Turn. Queers in Cults. We would like to acknowledge the original inhabitants of this area, the Weot tribe, and thank the past, present, and future stewards of this land. This land acknowledgement does not exist in the past tense. Colonialism is a current ongoing process, and we need to build the mindfulness of our present participation. We all should take action to support our local indigenous communities. Go to honortax.org to find out more about whose land you're on and how to support those tribes. In this show, we talk about religious and personal trauma. Our episodes often include subjects centering around manipulation, gaslighting, coercion, toxic masculinity, patriarchy, shame, guilt, brainwashing, emotional, mental, and physical abuse. If any of these topics are things you don't want to hear today, please feel free to skip this episode. Your mental health is always the top priority. Is it happening? Is it, is it real? Are we on? Are we live? I think so. I can hear your phone notifications. This is <laughs> so much. You know what? I don't understand how this radio thing works. Like, is it? I don't know. <laughs> Absolutely not. So, Welcome back to It's Our Turn, Queers and Cults. You know what I realized we didn't do? Introduce ourselves. What the fuck is your name? <laughs> <laughs> was that too embarrassing? That was a loved it. My name is Aiden. My pronouns are they, them. <laughs> My name is Aunt Emerson. My pronouns are he, they. <laughs> oh, my. We're great. We're professionals. Well, I think we're killing we're it, professional actually. Something. We're professional <laughs> We're really good. Everyone at... is a professional in something. That's Let's just get that out of the yeah, way. Yeah. Everyone's, um, everyone has their own special talents. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you read that question for us again? Why don't you? What? what what's yeah. Our... So the question that, that struck me today was, what is one thing that you knew or that you wish people knew about or that you wish was like acknowledged sooner than when you did? Or like if you can impart any wisdom, I don't know. That's like about religion specifically. Just about. Yeah. Yeah. About something that that if if humans knew this thing whether religiously like oriented or not but mm -hmm. if if most humans knew this that it would be more helpful for like their happiness or <laughs> I, I, no i think that's any sense yes you're making 100 percent. my <laughs> mind's just like reeling of all the like I wish yeah do you have a thing you'd like to say first yeah so the one that i had um that i touched on a little bit was how I think it's a lie um, that self-care is spun as being selfish or that yes. it's wrong or that it is something that is like a temptation to do that you shouldn't be doing. You know, it in a lot of religious sects... Just to clarify, mostly from the religious perspective. Yeah, yeah. In, in a lot of Agreed. religious sects, the, the idea that you are doing something for yourself mm -hmm. or taking care of yourself to a certain extent and that looks a lot of different ways whether that be mentally or physically it's it's often said that it's lazy yes it's selfish it's self-centered because mm -hmm. if you aren't giving to others you're not giving 
Yes. At least that's how it yep. was in Mormonism. Exactly. This for Pentecostalism, it was very much the same way. Like we were worthless. Humans were worthless. Uh, they were from the dust. You came into the dust. You will return. Yeah. Um. So our whole purpose was to serve God. The whole purpose was to give ourselves as a living sacrifice. Those words were used, Yikes. living sacrifice. So we didn't matter. And so if we had extra energy, why weren't we using it for God? If we had extra money, why weren't we giving it to God? If we had extra time, why weren't we giving it to God? So the concept of being fulfilled in any capacity, we were supposed to find our fulfillment in Jesus. So it was this constant like desperate search for fulfillment and approval by giving everything yeah. you have away and yeah. all you were was just tired and drained. Well, and you couldn't say no. You no. could never say no. no. And to go deeper in not saying no, you simply couldn't make boundaries no. because those boundaries or those preferences or, you know, like ability kind of plays into that as well. If, oh, yeah. if you couldn't, there was something wrong. And I think that is what kind of goes along with with my point is that if you if you have to say no to i mean what i'm thinking of is if you have a family if you have a house if if you're a worthy member of the church you hold a calling as yeah. well mm -hmm. and that often means a lot of fucking work <laughs> yeah constant. and if you have a house and a job and a calling like that is insane and this calling isn't getting you money it's not no, getting you any money nothing. it's basically it's, a hobby yeah. that is that takes time and money and energy and energy and mental health mm -hmm. and like the inner sap of who you are <sighs> i'm jaded can you tell um, <laughs> i think we all are <laughs> <but> <laughs> for good reason uh but th so this idea that like if you need to say no that you are unworthy yeah oh 100 and also the passive aggressiveness of it where it was like our church towards the end like tried to act like they encouraged self-care and setting boundaries but they didn't it was kind of like oh yeah totally it's totally fine if you don't want to do that i guess i'll just take it on myself yeah yeah like, oh that's totally fine we'll just add it to our list well then you've you know, shame and guilt, that's the only motivator. But it was so bad, like, during Christmas time was the worst. Um, As it often is for a lot of folks. For a lot of people. <laughs> I used to love Christmas, and I've just grown to, like, really hate it. Just uh, for the all of the obvious reasons. Yeah. It's a it's a money thing. It's, you know, it's, it's ableist. It's, you know, focuses on family. Not everybody has family. A lot of people have trauma syndrome and family. It's just all the, all the good, yeah. all those. But also we always did like a Christmas play. And then if you were in charge of a ministry, you had to do your own Christmas party for that ministry. You also had to go to the, the, the church Christmas party. You also had to do all like all, and you know, rehearsals for a Christmas play was once or twice a week, plus church twice a week, plus your Christmas party. I, uh, no joke after thanksgiving um from the from after thanksgiving definitely the full month of december between thanksgiving and christmas mm -hmm. there was something going on every single night of the week so i would go to my full-time job we had church on sundays which was a morning service and an evening service and then choir practice in between then we had a church service on tuesday and you were required to attend all of these and there was also a dress right. code i right. had to wear a preferably a suit 
but no less than slacks and a uh, button-up shirt and a tie. But and that, of course, to ranked your worthiness, exactly, right? and and your commitment level, right? So and then um, to and then Monday and Wednesday and Thursday, Friday and Saturday was usually like rehearsals that you know like think there was something going every night. So I was especially on Tuesdays. My normal was get up at you know in the morning, get ready, go to work, work from nine to five or eight thirty to five. And then take my clothes to church. Like I had my clothes in my car because I went straight to church from work, changed in the bathroom, and then went right into church until like eight or nine o'clock at night. Now I was went just in- home completely destroyed, exhausted. Probably yep. shoved something so that you didn't completely just pass out. Yeah, and then physically passed out. And that was just a normal Tuesday. That wasn't if there was anything else going on. Like it was, they. They keep you so exhausted and tired. You don't have the energy to stand up for yourself. To even consider that you can say no. Yeah. And that, that's like, so I think that's like to answer your question from before of like something that I am really butting heads with recently is this stumbling block that taking care of myself, I, I have to like talk myself out of this hole of belief that taking yeah. care of myself is, is fucking is inherently selfish. wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's exhausting, but I'm it, there is pro- there is progress, you know. Yeah. Like there has been an end to it. It seems. So I've had this kind of like light bulb moment. Yes, because how and I think this is kind of like we're on the same page on this. We were always raised, and th- I still struggle with this. Is that I feel like choosing myself doing self-care uh putting my needs first mm-hmm. is always in opposition to someone else Ooh. always constantly so if i if i say no to you because you want me to have me have me over for dinner and i say no because i'm exhausted i am in opposition to what you want from me and that's always unacceptable if i am in a relationship if i have a job and I need to cut down my hours or I need to have my own personal space. If I have commitments that I've committed to, if I have relationships and friendships and all that kind of stuff, every time I set a boundary or I put my needs first or I like try to practice self-care, it feels like I'm in opposition to these things. And that's not reality. Yeah. Putting yourself first is Whoa. is is a is a revolving door that only involves you. Yes, of course. Like there's always an interaction, you know, like there's always like if like we do interact with There's an with, energy exchange. Yeah. There's an in, there, we do interact with society. We are yeah. not like I don't currently live in a house by myself in the middle of the woods, so I interact with society. So yes, when I have to change and alter things, it does involve other people. Yes. But it's not in opposition yeah. to that person. I am not I am not hindering or hurting them because I'm putting myself up. Dude, that's you know? a light bulb moment for me. I've been saying dude a lot recently. Me that's too. a light bulb moment for me because that's that's a big I mean, even just driving a car, you know, like if I'm going if there's someone close behind me, I feel like I'm pissing them off because I'm going too slow. Yes. And it's it's yes. simply that it it's is that mindset. Everything. It, yeah. It, it's not just something that happens. It is interwoven into our entire existence. Like the perspective that you have. And in the, and I think that's why it's so hard 
to acknowledge and to untangle and to rewire a lot of this stuff be it, because it is so it isn't just like it I don't even know what to compare it to it isn't easy it is literally an every moment yeah. focus that if you for me for me if I lose focus and I start if I allow myself to get angry in the car, then yeah. that quickly escalates into getting angry everywhere. <laughs> yeah, and then yes, I don't yes. know why I'm angry, but then I'm just like a huffy mess. And and it is it's a combination of things, obviously, but a, a big part of an answer to that is to like take time for myself and acknowledge my feelings. Yeah. And and another one is is to just like I don't know, just be present and I don't know, just focus. Yeah. I guess focus, focus on myself as well. There is a um. So I've said this. I think I've said this before on the show that my brain only works in movies, magic, and um, yeah. musicals. Yep. So one of my favorite shows of all time is uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. And uh, there is a scene in like one of the last seasons where um, <clears throat> there is a curse that's coming that like the worlds are getting destroyed, whatever. And so Regina like holds it off. Like, and so it's like this one person that's holding off the destruction of their world, just buying time. And I was like, that is what it feels like living with trauma. It's not wow. this, like a lot yeah. of people and sometimes even myself, I think view trauma as only being an issue when you're triggered, when yeah. you're tired, when you've experiencing abuse again, what it is not. I had a conversation with a customer of mine one time who was a really wonderful person. They're social worker, professor, great person. They, um, but they're a cis straight man. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we were talking about getting like the simple process of getting up and getting dressed in the morning. And I said, when I, when I open my eyes and I think about what I'm going to be wearing, I think about who I'm going to be seeing, who I'm going to interacting. I look at my client list, who um, am I going to be? And then I judge what I wear based on what will be the most acceptable and least confrontational with those people, because I don't have the energy to deal with it. And I don't want to bring that. And I, I think about everything, every yeah. single, that is the lens through which I view my world. That is how I make my decisions. Yep. It's constant. And he goes, I've never once thought of that. I never once have thought how my clothes will affect other people. I just put clothes on. And that's the kind of, like, that's the world we're living in. Yeah. That's it's the privilege every, of it. That, that's, it is every, I used to worry that people on the street would judge me um, if my, if my windshield wipers were not, if the speed of my windshield wipers was not in correct proportion to how much it was raining. Oh my God, I thought I was alone no, in this. No, definitely me as well. Holy shit. Yeah, like I constantly live with this fear of being uh, judged and or inconvenient and inconvenience to people. Well, and, and I don't know if you do this, maybe this is just like my fire element, but I find myself judging people for those things. Like if... If some, and I think it's just like ha a judgment of how our bodies, whether it be like our physical bodies or a car or, you know, on a bike, like how, how we walk, how our bodies move in space, mm -hmm. even, I don't even know, just like. I can, I'm a judgy, judgy human, <laughs> but <laughs> that's, I have been like wired to yes to think about being judged in that way and so yeah. i am then 
Like, yes. that's something that's been, a, that was a big lightning bolt moment for me is realizing that the judgments that I place on other people are the judgments that I place on me. And the tenfold. ones you have experienced. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, it, and, and it's, it's, it's been an, an easier way to kind of unpack it and make it less personal. Realizing uh, well, that it's this circle, that it's just yes. a clusterfuck of all if the you're same. Not, you're not a horrible, judgy person. This is a learned behavior. Yeah, like that's, exactly. exactly. And it, I mean, if you go back to like even childhood development, like that's why kids, no kid like enjoys being hit all the time. But if they are hit all the time, when they come up to confrontation, what do they do? They hit other people. Yeah. They don't like that. That's not what they want to do. It's just learned, learned behavior. behavior. Children yeah. learn by example. So if, if, if you know, parent angry, and then uh, and then hit me, then I'm angry. I hit. my natural reaction is to hit. Like that's how it works, and that's how what we're dealing with is that is that development of like. I have been constantly judged by this thing. So the only way to counteract that is then to judge other people or the only, like this is just how I exist in the world. And so it's a constant decision. So we're constantly like, I feel like with one hand we're holding off the trauma and with the other hand, we're trying to learn how to live right, like counteract it, you know? So like I'm trying not to experience the triggers. I'm also trying not to, it, like perpetuate them. a lot them. of shit, yeah. Perpetuate was the word I was looking for the last time we were on the podcast. Completely irrelevant now, but I thought of it, and it's perpetuate. <laughs> nice. Um. <laughs> nice. Yay, neurodivergent brains. Yeah. Um, so, like, and, and honestly, that's kind of a really good segue into the point that I wanted to make, is that um, if I wish that, one of the things that I wish that, there's really two things. Um, uh two things I'm going to say them out loud one of them is like I wish people understood the severity of the of trauma from religion and then two that like kids and people are just trying to live their lives and they're not actually trying to not everything's a statement not everything's a thing yeah Um, the first one is so many times at least in my experience or I I've seen a lot of people understand the concept of trauma and the severity of religious trauma in like you know like if you talk about conversion therapy, if you talk about abuse, if you talk about, you know, being, you know, like hating yourself because you're gay, like they yeah. can understand. And then they can also, a lot of people can understand triggers. They can understand being triggered by certain things, um, hating religion, hating, yeah. you know, organized religion, the, the, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff. But what I wish people understood is that I wish they com- they understood that the severity of religious trauma and put it on the same level of PTSD in general. Yeah. Like, like trigger warning. I'm not going to go into detail, but I'm just going to mention things. I wish they put it on the same level as sexual assault. Mm-hmm. I wish they put it on the same level as physical abuse. Yeah. I wish they put it on the same level as of those instances of trauma. Yeah. Tra- because like that's those, those, f- not to discount one of the uh, one or the other, but the physical. Like we can all agree that domestic abuse is a real trauma. Yes. yes. And th- at at least like the physical side of it, the emotional abuse I feel like is still pretty controversial. Not here, um, but in but, general, people do understand. But like, who don't understand? Yeah. yeah, I feel like we can all kind of agree that physically getting abused is. A general no. Yeah. And, and I, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know why I was saying that. No, yeah. Like people, it's like, 
Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like physical abuse. Yes, we all can agree that that's bad. Yeah. But religious trauma. Oh, well, you came out now, so you're gay, so you're fine, right? You're still working a job and holding the house. Yeah, and you doing got this it down. You're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Like, they, like, I wish people understood that religious trauma, it changes how your brain develops. Yeah. It changes how your brain operates. It trauma actually physically changes your brain. And it is not something that's like, a lot of people, I think, think that a lot of it goes away when you come out. You come out, you're gay, that's great. You know, you're you're having sex with the people you want to have sex with. You're going on dates with the people you want to. You're, you're exploring, living your you're, life. You're living whatever your life, is, whatever. Yeah. You're wearing rainbow. You're going to pride. You're saying yes all the time. Yeah. You must be fine. No. We're actually living in opposition to, we're constantly living in opposi opposition to how we feel a lot. Not everyone, but a lot of people. Yeah. And I just... We're constantly dealing with that every day. We're constantly making decisions every single day to be who we are in opposition to how we feel and what our brain is saying. Yeah. And it is traumatic. It's triggering. It's exhausting. It's overwhelming. So if you see a queer person who has religious trauma, like understand the severity of that. Put them on, like understand that they are on that level. Like give them sympathy and empathy. Please like yeah. understand what we're actually going through. Don't patronize or whatever. Like not that, that's not what I'm saying, but just don't be like, oh, well, I'm so glad you're so much better. Like it's severe. It's intense. Yeah, yeah we are so much better because we're not in the religion yes. anymore. But that certainly doesn't mean that we're fine. That or certainly doesn't mean that our brains are... And that's, I think, a misconception, too, is that there is a, quote-unquote, healed point. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, all fine now. Yeah, no. all fine now. No. Like, all all fine? No. no. <laughs> now? Fine? No. Now? Now no. fine? All now? In this no. moment? No. All now? No. <laughs> fine? Either yes. Either way, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, yes, it is It is truly, like, down to the moment. Um, It, it affects deeply how often you drink water. How often I drink water is affected. Water? Because drinking. I don't think it's important enough. <laughs> to take care to... of my fucking body. Right. Yes. And because I know drinking water means I'll have to go to the bathroom more, which means more time I'm not working. You know, like yes. it is. And that idea of it can wait. If I have to pee, I will wait hours. You know, that's, like that's 100 percent like a neurodivergent thing as well. It's just it's ah, I, I get so fiery at mm -hmm. this idea because it's like, ah, it's, ah, why are we here? We have a body. <laughs> Yeah. Why the fuck are we not taking care of this body? I know. We get so many great experiences from this body. I mean, not to generalize. I don't know. There's a privilege in the, in that. Oh fuck. You're fine. You're doing but good. we're told yes. that any experience in this body is bad. It's bad. Yes. And that is so sad. It, it even is sad. good food. Even breathing in, like yeah, which is something we all need Resting. to do. Resting is a huge thing. Just not accomplishing anything not just producing anything being. just being just being you want to play video games for hours do it that's fine like that's good you want to sit and read a book for hours you don't want to do anything today that's fine and and just being is a thing that that I've been examining recently because what does it mean to just be well for yeah for a lot for a big time I was I was saying that it was sitting and looking at nature yeah well if you know if I couldn't see, how could I just be then? Yeah. Well, it's just 
Like I'm just being every second. It's yeah. whether I'm thinking about it or not that is making the difference. It's that intention. It's that what what power are you putting into yourself? Yeah. Because whatever your body can do, and it looks different no matter what, even even if you subscribe to this word of like man or woman, like yeah. that looks infinitely different to every single person. Mm -hmm. It's all power. Like everything yeah. that you're doing, how you walk, how you speak, like what, where you put your money, like it's all power, but it's your intention. Like, are you like, is that, is that something that you put power in? I guess yeah. is, but that that's up to you, and yeah. it's it's just uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This ability to choose is yes. just what is so exciting. Yeah, and and it's so hard. It's so hard realizing that something that mm -hmm. I wanted to mention before that I think like I was kind of like trying to hold on to it so I didn't forget it. Um, was something I wanted to mention before also is that the that's they're they're learning more. So. There's PTSD, CPTSD, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which is, from my understanding, PTSD, but specifically from parental or child, like child abuse, parental neglect. Yeah, reasons. yeah. Like early year, early, early yes. life mm -hmm. trauma. Which is what I have. I have CPTSD. The symptoms of CPTSD can and often do include symptoms like AD, like it, it, you're, you can basically have a brain that's like ADHD. Mm, you can mm -hmm, have, mm -hmm. it produces anxiety. It produces depression. It produces symptoms of multiple mental health issues. Yeah. So when someone's like, you, you know, you have CPTSD, it, they're also learning a lot that like PTSD can cause, like this is still very much new in development. I, a friend of me told, a friend of mine told this who works in the, like in that field, um, that they're starting to learn that PTSD can, basic really reduced really like simplified can basically like give you adhd like it can like actually yeah like, it's so so when we're talking about cptsd when we're talking about just existing just being mm -hmm. just relaxing just resting yeah we're it's like we're working through all of that we're working through all like trying yeah. to trudge through all of that to just be yeah. Like just existing, just resting is exhausting for, I've said this before, yeah. that relaxing is exhausting for me. Yeah. Like, because you, though your body isn't moving, your mind, constantly. For, I can speak to me when I am just resting, I am thinking I should be doing this. I need to do that. I need to do that. I should that. be doing I my dishes. Do I should be sweeping my floor. Why am I not putting my clothes away? They're perfectly clean. I could put my clothes away, but yeah. if I put my clothes away, then I don't, I'm really too It is too rapid exhausted. fire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Just yes. nonstop every day, all day. You had chronic illness. Like I'm, I suffer from chronic chronic illness, and with that comes chronic fatigue and you know limited spoons and and you add that into the mix, and it's even more challenging because you yeah. have even less to work with. You know. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like oh my 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 situation's harder. I'm just saying it's just an, another layer of challenge yeah. that I'm working through and working with, which is yeah. not an uncommon experience for a lot of people. A lot of people suffer from chronic illness, even if we don't know it or see it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and that just that just speaks to find a place that your body can just be. Whether yeah. that means the place that you're living. For me, I mean, I can only speak to me. I It is easiest for me to just be 
in nature. Yeah. Because there are no tasks that I'm looking at. There's no calendars. There's not even like a society even. There's just trees. There's yeah. just the ocean. There it's it's just nature being every single fucking day that it does. Yeah. Like that's all it does is it 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 is to be. Like if yeah. you look at squirrels and things, what are they doing? They're just, just being. being. <laughs> they're looking yeah. for food. Yeah. They're producing. They're surviving. What is that? It's just being. Yeah. So that's where I that's where I am finding my source of because if I can do it there, I can find a bridge into here. Yeah. You know, wherever yeah. here is for this body. Exactly. Totally. I mean, that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I'm actually kind of in this moment realizing I don't know that I have that because and I, know, I joke a lot about this, that I'm not a huge nature person. And it's not that I don't appreciate it or appreciate the beauty of it. it for me, everything goes through everything goes through the, the mental process of how many spoons is it going to take? What, mm -hmm. you know, I've got a, I've got chronic health issues that make me not want to be too far away from my home or not too far away from a restroom or not too far yeah. away from a food source, not too yeah. far away from a lot of things water. that feel safe, water, let feel safe for me. Yeah. And so if I'm going to be far away from those things, I have to plan a lot of stuff. I can't eat this in the morning, but I need to eat this when I get there. I need to have snacks. I need to have water. I need to have this. I need to, be, you know, and like my, yeah. my, my energy levels usually I got a, between a two and a four hour period and I'm not entirely sure how many when that's going to end, you know, there's, so it's a, lot, a lot of factors. Of yeah. I also have a lot of OCD, so I don't like being dirty. So like, like yeah. dirt and stuff on my shoes so, and dirt on my hands and touching things that like, I'm constantly yeah. like, it, it's just a lot for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so it's, it's, I, I just kind of went through all that to like, I just wanted to clarify that, you know, that sometimes it's not the same thing for everyone, you know? Yeah, totally. So the problem I'm the, what I, what I'm struggling with currently, this is something that I'm dealing with is like, I need that space where I can just be. And it's like, I want to be home because that's where I like existing the yeah. most for the most part. And it's the most comfortable for me. Yeah. But being home comes with that. I should be cleaning my house. I should be doing dishes. I should be sweeping. I should be straightening up. I should be organizing. I should be blah, 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 yeah. blah. But going out of my house takes energy. And so there's not, yeah. I have, I'm having a really hard time with this. Where can I exist? You know? Yeah. And uh, that's a fun. It's hard. It's really, it's really difficult. It's really challenging, especially, like I said, having chronic illness, having P CPTSD, having mental health issues. All of those seem to kind of conflict and, 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 and oppose each other. Well, and you are not, not the only one that is experiencing this problem oh, no. of, of not having a safe place to just be. To just exist, yeah. There, I mean, even if you have a home, your neighbors could be loud. You know, like, yeah. if you're a sensitive person, there might not be a safe place for you yeah. to just be. And so that's like, if that means putting on headphones that are noise canceling, if that means getting blinders that cover your eyes yes. so that you can have your eyes open, but it's black. If that means getting a weighted blanket, like if that means setting that yourself means those the things. fuck up, <laughs> yeah. then fucking do it. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, it's not that simple to just do it, but there is no, there is no one that is telling you to not put yourself first other than yes, like, the, like the thoughts in the past. Like there are <laughs> like to clarify, there are people constantly telling us that, but the reality is, is that 
is that you actually those voices actually aren't you don't have to listen to them yes so, they they are present in your mind they're very real i'm sure yes. because they have been real for me yeah but they're not they right. are not they should real. not be listening yeah they're not they're not, yes, they yes. Are not a, a present real yes. <laughs> and it's it's it i don't know they're I, real they're not valid yeah you know i'm not like, i'm not trying to like no, no. this is here just do this this is the solution no. to everything i don't think anybody would i i i don't think that we are implying that any of it this is easy <laughs> you great you know i that's <laughs> i don't think that implication is anywhere in what we're saying we understand great. if anything we understand the challenge of, yeah. of this yeah but what i think what we're trying to say is it can happen it is possible and, and, and if like figure out like if you can focus on figuring what that is for you then like really like try to make that reality happen within yeah. what you have for me as a kid it was books i read yeah. nonstop. i would just lose myself in books because my life sucked and i didn't like it and i needed to constantly escape it was the only way i survived knowing that i had that world to escape to and it strings back to it's it's not about was it worth it it's about like reading those books was it worth it missing out on your life well it wasn't about yeah those it wasn't about the worth of those books it was about how long could you survive being in a life that wasn't yep. yours how long yep. could you have survived without those fucking books not not long, long. i don't know what would have happened if i didn't have that escape and you and know? to think that like how dare you read those books like fuck you yeah. <laughs> if any and so, it, it, so yeah, find those things that make your life livable. Yeah. Find the thing, find the space that your body yes. can be in to just be and, and go from there. And it's and crucial. Sorry, I keep... I That's keep, okay. I don't... I, I always <laughs> think, oh, you're done. And then I say something and then you're not done. And I'm like, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. Thank you for continuing to talk even though I interrupted you. <laughs> I want to hear what I've you have to say. I've been pretty scatterbrained, honestly. <laughs> um... And also on the flip side, if you have the opportunity to be that person for someone, yeah. for example, there was this old lady in her church. Um, she was like in her 80s, I think, when I knew her. And I loved to read. And she had books she wanted to give me, but they weren't Christian books. Yeah. And um, she was like super, super, super strict Christian, super strict Christian. And she convinced my dad to let me read these books. Um and she's like, it's got one cuss word or two, and you just read right over it. It's not, but there's nothing. Like, she really convinced him. Because my dad controlled everything in my life. Yeah. What yeah. we watched, what we did, what we consumed, what we wore, when we went to bed. Like He controlled everything. every single aspect. So books were my only escape. I didn't have friends. I yeah. wasn't allowed to go out and play and do things like yeah. that. I mean, I was. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I wasn't allowed to go out. I didn't have neighborhood kids to go out and play with. You didn't have autonomy. No. Except for the books yes. that you read or it's, the stories that you escaped yes. into. And so it turns out, like, it ended up being one of my favorite authors, Stephen R. Lawhead. I, I don't, don't, don't judge me now on what those books were like <laughs> then. But, like, don't, I'm not necessarily recommending, but he created these beautiful worlds that I got to escape in. And it was, like, still to this day, one of the best moments in my life. Like, still to this day, one of the memories that I have that, like, made my life livable was these books that I could escape to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so if you have the opportunity to be that for someone, like try to be that for someone, like, like validate them in that, like, Oh, like, like if this is the only thing you can do, then do that. And how can I help you? You know, like, how can I like, 
oh, drawing is the thing that helps you escape. Let me get you some paper and pens. My fr one of my first, not my first therapist, but one of my the the one of the, an amazing therapist I had, uh, coloring was something that helped distract. She gave me a whole set of sharpies, and it like uh. was life changing because I could never have afforded that. But right. I got to color constantly, and it right. really helped. I still use those, and, yeah. and I still color sometimes when it when I like when I need to really like you know distract yeah, myself. Yeah, and mm. it's like it, it's it's it there's that element of community we yeah. need each other but there is a certain amount of solitude that is yeah. crucial mm -hmm. to your mental stability uh, to to my mental stability i think that everyone needs more alone time <laughs> but not I, yeah. everyone can stand silence or being alone you know yeah there, I, I don't think either one of us are um you know there's uh uh Introverts, extroverts, ambiverts. I'm definitely an ambivert. Oh, that's a middle one. That middle, a middle one. one. And it's not actually just half and half. It's a completely separate thing. Like you get, like sometimes you get energy from social interactions sometimes, but you don't know if you're going to. Sometimes they're completely draining. And, and, oh, um, I'm that one then. And like, and, and I thought then, I was introverted. I did. I thought I was extroverted for a long time. Oh, wow. And because <laughs> I did, I had a lot of extroverted like characteristics, but then I also had to go home and recharge. Yeah. So that so that part of me like like more related to introvert and so ambervert is the thing that's like it's not the middle ground. It's like a it's different like it's situational different yeah. or mm -hmm. you should look it up. It's really it was really validating for me. Um uh but some people are extroverts and they get energy from socializing. So we're not definitely one, not invalidating that either. Just yeah. Whatever it is for you. Whatever that is for you, if you can find it, if you can create it, then it's it's important. Like that like self care and one of my biggest pet peeves about self-care is it's being fucking monetized. Yep. And I hate that. It's yep. being commercialized. It's being capitalized Yoga on. Yoga this. Meditate yeah. that. You deserve this Spa food from th this place. You oh. deserve DoorDash. You deserve this hyper, I mean, this hyper, this uh, extremely expensive subscription to this or this or this. You deserve, like, self-care does not have to cost money. And I don't oh. have the money to spend on health care. Hold up. Say that again Self for the kids in the I back. I said healthcare. Freudian slip. <laughs> is Freudian a set of... You know, yeah. uh, Whatever it is. Uh, I said healthcare. I can't afford healthcare, but I meant self-care. Fact <laughs> remains. <laughs> <laughs> Not wrong in either way. I don't have the money to go out and go to the spa or get a tattoo or buy another outfit or whatever. I don't well, have the, that money. That self-care doesn't need to cost, cost or money. take money. No. That it... It's it could simply be you sitting and staring at a tree yes. or watching a show, which I don't know if you need access to the show, blah, 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 but but yeah, it doesn't have to be buying something. It doesn't have to be consuming something and whatever it is. I want to I don't this sounds kind of yeah, like simple, but whatever it is. So one of the things that I struggled with is that growing up, my dad hated video games. I got to play them a little bit, but not a lot mm -hmm. because he thought that my dad's only only self-worth was in how much he could work and what he could produce so working and being a strong oh. man was important to him and video games don't really like produce anything no. video <laughs> games if you play video games you are lazy by definition that was his <laughs> perspective so one of my favorite things to do the way that i can truly just disconnect so i watch people play video games twitch i watch people on twitch constantly i watch youtube videos of people playing video games yeah it's great for me for two reasons i can't afford the games they're playing most of the time so i get to experience them without having to pay for it 
I also like playing video games, but I like watching people play them more. Yeah. It took me years to allow myself, years, and then two really good friends of mine that I lived with, um, uh, they are both gamers, and they were like, we do it all the time. Like, like that's, like, one of my, like, one of my friends was like, this is what he does all the time. And it helped, that being in that environment helped me to really, like, Give yourself to permission. Some of that shame that you'd packed yes. around it. Yes, it yeah. is. I absolutely love it, but wasn't mm. allowed to experience it. So try to give yourself permission, whatever it is. Is it staring at a tree? Do that. Is it watching things on YouTube? Do that. Is it playing video games? Is it listening to music? Is it writing? Is it doodling? Whatever it is, do it. Find do it. that and give Find yourself it. permission. You know. Yeah. Like, oh, I'd love to play video games all day, but then I'm just being lazy. No. No, you're not. And even if you are, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Be lazy. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. D start with that first part and then remove anything after the butt, you know? Yep. Like, if there's a butt, just cut that rest out. I want to, but <laughs> nope. Nope. I want to. Validated. Validate it. Yeah. Validate. Validated. And validate, validate it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I have this um, animal oracle deck. So basically, it's um, just a bunch of animals, and it's a uh, it's it's like knowledge and information from like natively sourced. Oh, cool cultures. Yeah, I don't know. <sighs> anyway, anyway, you're so doing, you're doing great. I go back and forth between like, is this cultural appropriation because I am a oh. white person with this information and this knowledge, but it was also like mass produced. So like, I can't control that. I, mm -hmm. you know, anyway. Also, you're, you're, you're appreciating and observing and benefiting from it. You're not, uh, you're not adopting it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't yeah. think that's what no. like, we're, we're talking about. We're not saying this is ours. We're saying like, this is really fucking great. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is, um, it's the, uh, um, medicine cards is what it's called. It's, it's a little book for it. Anyway, good Christ. There's an animal of the raven, which ha is, it's my favorite animal. By the it way. is. I absolutely adore ravens. Um, the, this past while I have been drawn to reading this, though I didn't pull a card. Um, the word for it, there's a little like keyword for each animal, but it's magic, shockingly. Um, <laughs> Ravens are so fucking magical. They're, oh, I just, I love them. It's, um, I might just read this whole thing. Can you, can, would that be too much? I mean, oh, we it's got not 10 like, minutes. It, okay, well, I like won't three read pages. the contrary. <laughs> I won't read the contrary. That's, that's long. I might read the contrary. Oh, fuck. Okay. I'm just going to start reading it. Stop me if it gets too dry. Oh, now it's my... Now I have to hold that responsibility? No. Okay. I'll I'll stop it if it gets too dry. Okay. I think it's just all pertinent. Any Good grief. Okay. Throughout time, Raven has carried the medicine of magic. Uh, this has been true in many cultures across the planet. It is sacred in, in the medicine ways to honor Raven as the bringer of magic. Those who fear Raven may do so because they are dabbling in areas in which they had no knowledge, a spell, and a spell may have backfired on them. Rather than analyzing the dark side of sorcery, realize that you will fear Raven only if you need to learn about your inner fears or self-created demons. 
Raven magic is a powerful medicine that can give you the courage to enter the darkness of the void, which is the home of all that is yet not yet in form. The void is called the great mystery. Great mystery ex existed before all other things came into being. Great spirit lives inside the void and emerged from the great mystery. Raven is the messenger of the void. If Raven appears in your spread, you are about to experience a change in consciousness. This may involve walking inside the great mystery on another path at the edge of time. Ugh. It would portend a signal brought by the raven that says you have earned the right to see and experience a little more of life's magic. Raven's color is the color of the void, the black hole in space that holds all the energy of the creative source. In, in native teachings, the color black means many things, but it does not mean evil Black can mean the seeker, the seeking of answers, the void or the road of the spiritual or non-physical. The blue-black of Raven contains an iridescence that speaks of the magic of darkness and a changeability of form and shape that brings an awakening in the process. I love that. Just that, like, yeah. comfort or that, like, stability in constant change. I yeah. love it. Raven is the guardian of ceremonial magic and, and in healing. In any healing circle, Raven is present. Raven guides the magic of healing and the change in the consciousness that will bring about a new reality and dispel dis-ease or illness. Raven brings in a, in a new state of wellness from the void of great mystery and the field of plenty. Raven is the messenger that carries all energy flows of ceremonial magic between the ceremony itself and the intended destination. For instance, if a ceremony is being performed to send energy to a disaster area where people need courage and strength, Raven would be the carrier for that energy flow. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's cool. Isn't that neat? Yeah. That neat visual. The intention could be to allow the people or the devastated area to feel the concern and support of the participants of the ceremony. I just got goosebumps. I know. If you have chosen Raven, magic is in the air. Do not try to figure it out. You cannot. It is the power of the unknown at work, and something special is about to happen. The deeper mystery, however, is how you will respond to the sparkling synchronicity of this al chemical moment oh will you recognize it and use it to further enhance your growth can you accept it as a gift from the great spirit or will you limit the power of the great mystery by explaining it away wow. interesting it may be time to call raven as a carrier or a courier to carry an intention some healing energy a thought or a message Raven is the patron of smoke signals or spirit messages represented by smoke. So if we want to send a message to the blue road of spirit in order to contact the ancients, call Raven. Or who knows, the ancients may be calling you. Remember this magic moment came from the void of darkness and the challenge is to bring it to light. In doing so, you will have honored the magician within. That's really good. I, I don't want to 
I'm not reading the contrary. Yeah, we're kind of like at our time. Yeah. Thing. So if there's one thing that you wanted to read before it dropped out. Oh my God, one thing. I mean, the thing that's spo- that's spoken out to me is just you have earned the right to see and experience a little more of life's magic. I changed that to I have the right. I have earned the right to see and experience a little more of my magic. Yeah. Because life has magic, but what is the source of my magic? Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I'm the source of my magic. You, absolutely. It likes And the color black being just like not just evil. I I have a whole like I I literally want to write a whole book on that premise that like yeah. that like yeah, that that yes. Yeah. Oh yes. yes. That it's not like black is not always evil. Like it's not like it's not necessarily about good. It's not I, I, one of the things I want to say in 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 like in like in my book is that um, magic is not inherently good or evil. It's all about intention. Yeah, you know, and like and I may that's have said how this, it is. Yeah, I that may have is said how this it is on the show already. But like the example that I use is like fire can be used to cook food and heal and keep yes. warm and keep alive, or it can be used to destroy something by burning it down. The fire is not inherently good or evil. It's how you use it and what in the intent of by, oh, behind the, it. You know, the fire is not evil. Mm-hmm. It's the smoke. Yeah, that That's was good. lame. But <laughs> it wasn't lame. <laughs> that wasn't lame at all. Tying it back just, to the reading I, of like I, smoke yes, signals. I, I got there. I Thank knew you. where you were Thank going. You. <laughs> <laughs> I knew. I knew that was. Uh, well, we, this is the end. This is um, the end. But stick around. We've got a pretty nice show coming up. Donuts. They're going through history, examining music. Yes. I um, think they're like at 19... I think they're still in the 70s, but the late 70s. The 77, 78. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're still in the... I think they're still in the late 70s. Cool. should cool. follow them on Instagram. Um, donuts. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's Donuts and... I can't remember. I'm so sorry. But but they will say it on the show coming up. Yes, so stick stick around. Stay tuned. Thanks and for listening. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, yeah. you can at It's Our Turn Pod on Instagram. You can email us at It's Our Turn Pod at gmail.com. Questions, comments. Um, if you uh, have, you know. Questions? You want to, yeah. Uh, Yelling from across the room. <laughs> uh, suggestions. That's what I was looking for. Um, our podcast is also, we have a podcast. Um, it's our turn, Queers and Cults. You can find it on Google, Apple, Spotify, and Podbean. And we upload every Wednesday, usually Thursday. I shoot for Wednesday. It usually <laughs> happens Thursday. But humans are yeah. limited and be flexible with and this. And <laughs> sometimes I forget, like I did this week until Thursday, that I hadn't done anything. And was there like, you go. Oh, I guess <laughs> I'll do that real fast. <laughs> um, but yeah, this has been great. We'll be back. So I will be back next week with Tony. Tony is going to start taking at least the third week of every month and possibly the first as well so i will be back next How week fun. with tony yeah and uh yeah i'm really excited about it. it's really fun he's he he uh he is quite a hoot <laughs> <laughs> he challenges me like I, last week i was like can we say that tony like if i'm <laughs> questioning if we can say it it's, yeah it's it you don't want to miss it it's hilarious yeah it's a riot yeah, it's uh, great. i listened to that episode with you too y'all are so funny <laughs> <laughs> it's great yeah they're, they're yeah. fantastic yeah so, we'll so stay you. tuned next yeah. week we'll be here next week we love you all bye yeah. bye